Thank you for your copious presence in this place. We honor you. We honor you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Your presence is what we long for and you are here. We know by the Spirit that you are here and we honor you. We reverence your majesty. Thank you, Lord. This morning I yield myself completely over to you, precious Holy Spirit, that you think through my mind and that you speak through my lips so your people be blessed challenged transformed and made conformable to the image of the lord jesus christ have your way the rest of the service turn our lives around revolutionize our lives by the power of your word let there be multiple encounters in this place today precious holy spirit and let jesus be glorified in jesus name we have worshiped let all the saints of god shout amen you may please be seated in the presence of the lord i welcome you all to dawn service Let me begin by thanking those of you who came yesterday for the workers retreat the family retreat um, i do not take your coming for granted the lord will honor you in jesus name and some people could not come physically but they joined us online and they were blessed as well those of you who didn't come at all you neither came online nor physically the lord will have mercy on your soul uh, it is not a good culture to be disobedient especially i mean somebody came yesterday after the service and said he came late after we had finished at 2 p.m lives in mokola here just here after we had finished um i said we all need to learn how to serve god acceptably nobody knows it all that was why that retreat was organized and we'll have another edition in July by the grace of God. So I want to encourage you, please, every time there is an opportunity to gather together, whether to pray, to uh, share God's word, iron sharpened iron, the word of God tells us, don't miss such opportunities for anything in the world. And the Lord honor you in Jesus' name. This morning, I want to talk about the power of praying in the spirit. The power of praying in the spirit if care is not taken we will get used to certain things that we do and when we get used to those things it becomes religion religion lacks power to birth a change in anybody it's just running through the motion and then it becomes kill sera sera 
This is how we do it and that's it. And then we don't get any benefit from it. I'm coming from this background this morning so as to be able to help us to see that there is actually power in praying in the spirit. There is power when we pray in the spirit. And to help us to realign as we begin this new year, especially now that our fasting and prayer is ongoing, so we can maximize the remaining one week of the fast. The fast ends on Friday. So if you have not been fasting, at least you have today till Friday to join in the fast. I want to help you to get the best of your time during this fasting period. To get the best of it, to maximize it. And one of the ways to maximize your fast is that you pray. It is, it will amount to hunger strike if you just fast without taking time to pray. And when I say pray, I mean taking time to seek the face of God. We learned yesterday, prayer is not just God give me bread and butter. Prayer is when we communicate with God and allow him to enlarge our hearts. Prayer, the way I love to define it, is locking hands with God so that we can get heaven's agenda to be done on the earth. So that we can get the will of God in heaven to be done on the earth. To be done in our lives. And then to be done in the lives of all the people around us, through us. Can I have an amen to that? One of the ways we maximize and we can get the best of heaven to happen on earth is praying in the spirit. I'll give you a, a short uh, intro before I begin, we get into the word of God. I mean, get into reading the scriptures this morning. When we talk about praying in the spirit, it is not only when we speak in tongues that we're praying in the spirit. There is praying with the spirit. Paul the apostle said, I will, in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. So it doesn't mean that when we pray in English or pray in Yoruba, that we are not praying in the spirit. If those words are inspired by the Holy Spirit, you are praying in the spirit. However, we encourage that we pray more. We pray more in the spirit and with the spirit because through that means the Holy Ghost inspires us and gives us utterance. Can I have an amen to that? He's the one who gives us utterance. So if he gives you your utterance in English, boom, say what he has said. If he gives you your utterance in Yoruba or whatever language, say what he has said. And then so much power is released and then we have resolved. I will place more emphasis, however, in this series on praying in the Holy Ghost. That is speaking in other tongues. I will speak a little bit about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. This has been bastardized in the days in which we live. That's why I'm placing emphasis by the help of the Holy Spirit this morning. If you watch African magic, you know that a lot of those people who are actors are just actors. They are not filled with the Holy Spirit. But when they, some of them, I'm not saying all of them, some of them, and I'm talking about just acting now. I'm not talking about so get me right, get me right. I'm talking about acting. You can be given a role to act as a pastor when you are actually an unbeliever. And in that role, it is written in the script that you should speak in tongues. All right? And you find out that an actor who is not born again is speaking in tongues. You can even see that sometimes it looks like they're making mockery of this treasure. This is heavenly treasure. 
and just shout baba baba shout baba beauty beauty maori 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 star maori maori ma and that's it omo inyo omo inyo omo inyo don't travel don't travel don't travel when they are acting like that are they praying in the spirit i want a response george are they praying in the spirit no they are not but are they speaking in tongues yes they are Maori, 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 Maori. You are not speaking any language that we understand. So it's some tongue somewhere. But they are not praying in the spirit. Let me give you also an instance. Let bring, let's bring it home. When you are in your prayer closet, you want to pray, you want to seek God. But then your mind is on a particular business that you have been chasing for a while or some particular money that somebody is owing you and is really paining you because you have a project to do and it looks like time is, you know, not on your side. And you kneel down or you stand and you, you're walking and you are speaking in tongues. But you and I know that sometimes your mind is far away. You are thinking about that thing that, that's really bothering you. Or maybe you just got a new car and your mind is on that car. The car has not arrived. It's been bought for you. Bought in the US. It's been shipped. Your uncle said, don't worry, it will arrive in Nigeria in another three weeks. And now you are in church. You just got the news last night. Your mind is on that car. Man, when it arrives, where will I be parking it, man? Oh, man, I choose that spot. And you are mumbling. Are you speaking in tongues? Come on, talk to me, church. Are you speaking in tongues? But are you praying in the spirit? You can be in church during this fast, especially. During the fast, we are all hungry. It's normal. I tell my body, my body tells me I'm hungry. I say, yeah, normal for you to be hungry. We're fasting. You can be in that 45 minutes of prayer and your mind is at home. Ay, ja, ja, ja. The chicken I saw my mom frying in before I left home. My God, my God. I need to get home early. Praise that boy is a chicken consumer. I need to get home before him because I don't want him to consume my chicken along with his own chicken. Ah, see this one, very proud. Look at the way she's even looking in the church. Oh God. I like the style of this lady. Oh my God. I will see her after service. We need to draw, I need to draw this design. She will, she will have to sketch it for me. Now, you are not saying it in English, all right? But that's where your mind is. That's where your thoughts are. But your mouth is saying, shake it, 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 shake it, it, shake it, it, it. Let me ask you again, church. Are you speaking in tongues? Yes or no? Please make it louder, make it louder. But are you praying in the spirit? So get it right. Get it right. Get it right. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, this is birthed by the spirit. My spirit prayed, but my understanding is unfruitful. Can we go further? This is not my text. This is just by the way. All right. Okay. Let's go to my text. Let's go to first Corinthians 14. Same first Corinthians 14 verses one and two. That's my text. The power of bringing in the spirit. It says follow after love or charity and desire spiritual gifts one of the things i want to teach this year by the help of the holy spirit is spiritual gifts some time ago we talked about the fruit of the spirit but this year we'll talk about the fruit of the spirit and then the gifts of the spirit spiritual gifts he said 
follow after charity, that is love, and desire spiritual gifts. You have to desire it. One of the spiritual gifts you should desire is the gift of diverse tongues. There is the manifestation, I mean, the interpretation of tongues as well. There is the gift of special faith. There is the gift of the working of miracles. There is word of knowledge. There is word of wisdom. There is discerning of spirits. All these gifts are supposed to be operating in the expression house. And let me say, they operate from time to time, but we don't know them. So we need to be taught and instructed so that we can convert them. Paul the Apostle in this chapter, the very last verse, he said, covet earnestly the best gifts. Can we go to the last verse, media? I'm coming back. I've not read my text, but go to the last verse. Come on. Is that the last verse? Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Oh my God. Is that my scripture? Let all things be done decently. Okay. Don't worry. I'll come back there. Anyways, now Paul told us to covet the best gifts. I'm going to get that scripture out. I think it should be uh, chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Just pardon me, please. Yeah, so chapter 12 and verse 31. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 31. We'll go back to 1 Corinthians 14. He said, but covet earnestly the best gifts. Earlier in that chapter, he spoke about different gifts. But in summing it up, he said, covet the best gifts. And yet, show I unto you a more excellent way. Now, Okay, so let me do a bit of theology here. Covet earnestly the best gift, and yet I show you uh, a more excellent way. What was the more excellent way he showed? If you leave that verse, you will find yourself, the next verse is chapter 13 and verse 1. And that was when he began to speak about love. Media, can you show that on the screen? Let people see said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not love, have not charity, I am become as, sound, as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So the whole of that chapter 13, he spoke about love, agape love, the God kind of love. That is the more excellent way. All right? So I can have all this gift in my life, discerning of spirits, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and all of that, the gift of healing, the working of miracles, etc., etc. He said, but if I don't have love, if I don't walk in love, he said it's empty. It's empty. But before we talk about love, let's go back to the gifts this morning because we are talking about praying in the spirit. So go back to that previous verse. Chapter 12 and the last verse. Verse 31. He said, but covet earnestly the best gifts. So I want to ask this morning, what do you think is the best gift? Is it working of miracles? Is it? Is it? Descending of spirits? Is it? Is it? Is it? Etc. Let me help you because of our time. The best gift is the gift you need right now at the moment. The gift you need at the moment. Now, what does that mean? You're ministering to someone or you have been invited to minister to someone who has um, a health issue, maybe cancer, something terminal, and it's like the doctors have given up hope. What is the gift that you think should be in operation in you that will bring a blessing to that person at that time? Is it the gift of um, word of knowledge or discerning of spirits or interpretation of tongues? 
You need at that moment the gift of healing. Thank you, Auntie. The gift of healing. Can I have an amen? That is the gift of working of miracles and healing. All right? Now, that is the best gift. When you are ministering to someone, for example, who is poor, and you are preaching the gospel to them and all of that, and all of that, is it interpretation of tongues they need? Now, they need to be blessed. They need to prosper. All right? So, you need the gift, maybe, for example, the working of miracles or the gift of faith to help them in that situation. So, in whatever situation you find yourself, the gift you need at that time is called the best gift. And Paul the Apostle said, covet earnestly the best gift. Somebody dies in the neighborhood and they know you are a believer. You are always praying early in the morning. And they say, please, can you come and help? Can you come and help? Or somebody is convulsing, about to die, or they have died. <laughs> to bring the dead back to life, a miracle has to happen. Can I have an amen? So right now, at that moment, what you need is the gift of the working of miracles. Can I have an amen? But there is someone who administers the gifts. His name is the Holy Spirit. You don't operate in this gift by your mental capacity or intelligence or your calculations. So that's going to take me back again this morning to praying in the Spirit. Go back to 1 Corinthians 14 and when verse 1, we'll go to verse 2 and we'll stop there quickly. Go back to verse 1, then verse 2. Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. Desire it. The reason I did that intro this morning is to stir in us a desire to go the extra mile for God. A desire. Some of us have family members that are sick. We need to begin to minister to them. Our hope should not be in the doctors. Thank God for doctors. But what if medical science cannot help them? A young man walked up to me. I went to minister in Isayi at the NYSE camp. And right after my ministration, he walked up to me and said, for the first time in my life, I heard what they call anxiety disorder. He said he had anxiety disorder. And what does that mean? How does that operate? They just get unnecessarily anxious. It could just, when that thing comes on him, it could be feeling right now that the building he's in, not this building, the building he finds himself is going to collapse on him. And he will be so anxious that he has to find a way to get out of the building. If he's walking on the road, if that thing comes on him that he's going to die, he's going to die. He should get off the road. He can go inside the bush and be walking in the bush just because he doesn't want to die on the road. Because somebody just told him that he's going to die. So he becomes agitated. He becomes anxious. And it's a disorder. You can imagine an adult who is, and many people are suffering that anyways, they, might, they just might not know. An adult who is schooling in the US and his wife is in Nigeria. And then that thing comes on him and says, somebody is sleeping with your wife right now. He will buy the next ticket, get on the plane and be in Nigeria. All to find that his wife has been in church in the last three days fasting and praying. One of my mentors shared an experience. They were in the US, Reverend George. They were in the US at a minister's conference, pastor's conference. In California. While the conference was ongoing, this pastor just got on the phone and started talking to his wife. Bingbe, Bingbe, what are you doing? What are you doing now? I can see you. He had planted some cameras and whatever and connected to his phone. These are the days of gadgets. So he could monitor the movement. I can see you. I, who is that? Who is in the house with you? Bingbe, I've been warning you. 
said they tapped him sir we paid for this conference can you please allow us to enjoy what they are teaching us all of them pastors who do you think such a man is really well now if you have such in your family or you know such in the church or such around you will you just be telling them it is well it is well or do you desire to be a blessing to them Paul the apostle said covet the best gifts desire earnestly spiritual gifts not just speaking in tongues spiritual gifts that is what makes the church the church so when the crippled come into our service they can go back healed when the blind come they can go back healed amen <laughs> the depressed come they go back joyful the sinner comes and without anybody forcing them right on their seats they're just there crying because they can feel the presence of God in the house because our corporate anointing is in operation I'm staring us up this year to something higher it is not just the mundane things don't let us settle for the mundane uh, Lord let me pass my exams uh, let me get ahead in life let my business grow bigger let me make more money these days when people wish people out happy birthday they wish them more money in their account that's fine to pay your bills but can we do something higher than that something eternal something of eternal value money dies here they don't spend naira and cobo in heaven so what i want to do with this series actually beginning from today is to begin to stir our hearts that there is more in god there is more available by the help of the holy spirit than just bread and butter Christianity that Nigeria is bedeviled with today. Many people that go to church, they go because they want a miracle, 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 Sunday morning, miracle, Monday morning, miracle, Friday morning, breakthrough, breakout, breakdown. There is more by the help of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to start with praying in the Spirit. Because with this, with this in place, you can get results wherever you are in the world. It doesn't matter whether you live in Africa, live in Europe, live in Asia, live in Australasia, live in America. Wherever you live, you can make a difference both in your life and in the lives of other people. By the help of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2 says, go quickly, verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, this is coming, this is birthed by the Holy Spirit. Not the African magic type. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. He said, Men, for no man understandeth him. How be it? In the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Can I have an amen to that? Now go to the book of Mark chapter 16, very quickly. The gospel of St. Mark. Then I'll tell you how to pray in the spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what happens when you pray in the spirit. I will stop it there for today. You see that Pastor Fred is born again now. It's going to keep to time today. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. It is not going to follow everybody, but it's going to follow the believers. In my name, that is in the name of Jesus, shall they cast out devils? They shall speak in new tongues. Let me ask you, church. How many of you are believers? How many of you believe 
in the name of Jesus. Let me see your hand up. Okay. Put, thank you. How many of you believe that you should be casting out devils or that you can cast out devils? <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you. Those of you that are very sincere. Like, oh no, pastor, come on. Don't let us go there. Let's, let, let the sleeping dog lie. Let, this is why we need to do this. This is why we need to talk about this. Because the day will come, my brothers and sisters, that situations will arise and you will be the only believer around and you will need to cast out a devil. That day will come. Early in the morning, one Monday morning, a friend of mine ran down to my house. He's a motivational speaker. And where I used to live, I, I lived very close to a CAC church. So he ran to, the CAC church has a, a building for their pastors in training. So he couldn't find anyone there and my house was next to that house. So he came to my own building and I saw him, he was agitated. I said, hey, what's the problem? What's going on? He said, look, I need one of those MFM, one of those CSC pastors. I said, why? He said, well, if I can't get them, can you get me an F MFM pastor? I said, why? He said, because a girl is manifesting in my house, manifesting devils, and I need, to, I, I need someone to help me come and cast out that devil. And I said, are you a believer? He said, of course, you know, this brother, this friend of mine had been in, talk about churches you will call top-notch, top-notch Pentecostal churches. They have organization queen's english everything they said and i and i mean i know the senior pastors of this church and there's nothing wrong with them he had been in those churches but i doubt if he had taken the teaching of those churches in because now he had been a baby for many years of being born again about 20 years of being born again and he did not know that he had the power to cast out devils Many believers think it is the job of the pastors or the job of the deliverance ministers. No. The question is, are you a believer? Come on, ask, answer me. Are you a believer? Jesus said these words, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Them that believe. Not them that are ordained as pastors. Them that believe. Now, he said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. You can read it this way also. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. What are those signs? They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So if you're a believer, speaking in tongues is a sign that should follow you. Oh, what do you mean, Pastor Fred? I'm a believer, but I don't speak in tongues. Okay, so to you, I'm sent this morning. This is supernatural class 101 this is the beginning we are really traveling into the supernatural this month and beyond but this is class 101 so I'm, I'm doing a teaching i'm a believer but i don't speak in tongues does that mean i'm not a believer no it doesn't mean you are not a believer yes you are a believer but then you are limited in your scope of operation can you bring me the water and the glass let me show you an illustration in the old testament the Holy Spirit, let me say this ahead of myself very quickly, that the Holy, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does, number one primarily, is to change you. When it comes into you and then upon you, it will change you. The Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit is called the anointing. Somebody say the anointing. Under the old covenant, it was symbolized with the oil. 
the oil. So they used the oil to anoint kings and priests and prophets. And the moment they got anointed, the spirit will come on them and use them for the purpose that he has ordained for them to be used for. On the screen, give me 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 6. This was when Saul was anointed. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you become another person. When the anointing comes, you become another person. And come on, I said 1 Samuel 10, 6. Thank you. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, Samuel instructing Saul, and thou shalt prophesy with them and shall be turned into another man. So when, you can see the Spirit in capital letter. When the Holy Spirit comes on anybody, they become like another person. You are changed. Amen. Your thinking, your persona, everything about you. Now, under the old covenant, therefore, the Spirit came upon kings, upon priests, and upon prophets. When it came upon them, he used them for the purpose or for the assignment, but he doesn't leave in them. And then he would depart and then come and then like that, like that, and like that. However, when Jesus came in the New Testament, he said, look, I don't want the Holy Spirit to just come upon you. He's already with you, but I want him to be in you, to find his dwelling inside you. So that you can function in whatever assignment God has ordained for you. So I will illustrate it with this water. Can you please open, open the bottle? The water here symbolizes the Holy Spirit. You can see I'm holding a glass. In the Old Testament, the glass is clean, right? This was what happened. The Spirit could not come into their spirit because they were not born again. Because Christ had not yet come and he had not died. He had not shed his blood for the remission of our sins. So they didn't have a new spirit that could accommodate the spirit of God. So the spirit instead came on them, on them, poured the water on it. Right. So this is the Holy Spirit. It will come on them and then use them for whatever work, whether as a priest, whether as a king or as a prophet. When Jesus came and died, he became the first begotten of the Father from the dead. He paid the price. He took all of our sins, past, present, and future, nailed it to the cross so that we can become new. That's why 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us, Wherefore, if any man be in Christ, he is, look at me now, he is a new creature. Amen? Therefore, all things have passed away, and now all things have become new. Can I have an amen to that? Now, the Holy Spirit, Jesus now said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, He said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Then you shall be witnesses unto me. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you with this power, you become a witness. You become somebody that wants to tell other people about Jesus. You become another person. That's why they will look at you and say, you. Your old friends will say, you. You. Ha! You bado that we know, that we used to know. But then it's a different you now. You don't have appetite for those old desires anymore. You don't want to go clubbing anymore. You 
you just lose interest in certain things that you used to do. They bring alcohol and you're like, no, I'd rather be filled with the Holy Spirit than be filled with wine, wherein there is all manner of evil, drunkenness, and all kind of things. I don't want to do that anymore. Now I want to be drunk with the Spirit. Now I want to read my Bible. Now you get up early to meditate on the Word of God. You get up early to commune with God. Now you're waiting on Him for instructions because you're a new person. So please pour it. Pour the Holy Spirit now. So when the Holy Spirit comes, now actually at the new birth, you have the Holy Spirit. When you step out to say, okay, Lord, I give my life to Christ. Now I'm born again. I, re I renounce my old ways of living, my old lifestyle. Now you have a spirit in the measure in you. In you. So this is a believer. A believer born again at the new birth who has a new spirit. Please on the screen put Ezekiel 36, 26 there. Ezekiel 36, 26. Quickly. This is going to be a teaching series, so you need to follow. Very right. Now, let's read together one to go. It says, a new heart also will I give you. When the Bible says heart, it also means spirit. It's not the one pumping blood. It's not that organ. It's a new spirit. All right? A new heart also will I give you. Let's read together. One, two, go. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. The same thing. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. A new heart. A new spirit. So this is what you have now. You have a new spirit. You have the spirit of God in you. So every born again Christian you know has the spirit of God in them. Because the moment they came out and said, Lord, forgive me. Now I'm born again. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Now this new spirit comes into them. But this is not enough. This will bless you. This will help you to develop Christian character. But it will not make you a blessing to other people. God cannot use you like he wants to use you. Because you have not had the second experience with the Holy Spirit. The first experience is for him to come within you. Now he has come within you. But the second experience is for him to come upon you. Upon you. Go back to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Let's read what Jesus said. Acts 1 8. Quickly. But you shall receive power before the Holy Ghost. Come and talk to me. What do you have in your Bible? After. That the Holy Ghost comes within you. Did he say within you? Come on. What did he say? Upon you. Alright. Now. Pour some water. This is the Holy Ghost coming upon you now. Keep pouring. Keep pouring. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you see the water overflowing? You can stop there. Praise God. Can you see the water overflowing? This is the Spirit upon. It comes upon you to the overflow. The reason it's overflowing is so that you can be a blessing to other people. So wherever there was dryness before, when you come with the fullness of the spirit, you will bring life to that place. Can I have an amen? Like water brings life to everywhere there is dryness. That's why you will get to a place and they will say something has changed because of you. That's why even people will notice a change in your life. I don't want this water to waste further. It is really good. God bless you. 
Did you get that illustration? Don't ever forget it. So every believer should desire the Holy Ghost coming upon them. Not just within them. So if you're a believer, he has come within you. But you need him upon you. And it is when he comes upon you that you will begin to speak with other tongues. When he comes upon you. Go to Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4 very quickly. Acts 2, 1 to 4. All of these um, fundamental explanations have to be made. Now let's read. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, yes. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were all sitting, yes. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. The Holy Spirit sat on them. Me, I want to sit on you. Come and sit on the stage. Come and sit here. Illustration, quickly. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. I'm going to sit on you. I know in calendars what you see. If you have seen a calendar showing the apostles in the upper room, you see some little flickers of fire on each of them, on each of their heads. No. That is a poor illustration of what happened on that day. On that day, the Holy Ghost did this. I just pray this one doesn't tear. <laughs> this was what he did. He sat. He sat on them. The fire actually engulfed them. And this had been prophesied by Malachi. That it would come and it would sit on them. And when it comes and sits on them, it would purify them. So there is no way the Holy Ghost comes into your life and there is no change. That's why I am bothered. If you say you are a believer in this church and you are now desiring the old ways that you left behind. We are now the ones begging you to come to church, begging you to read your Bible, begging you to not do dreadlocks. Something is wrong with you. Because when the Holy Ghost comes, he changes you. And you should be better. You should have noticeable changes in your life hold on right there and when he sat on them what happened they were all let's read together one to go and they were all filled with the holy ghost because he sat on them he sat on them like this so they were filled their entire personality filled and because of the feeling something happened they started speaking languages they never learned. They never used Duolingo. They never learned these languages. The Bible says, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what to say. When they speak it in African magic, is it the Holy Spirit that gives them what to say? No. The writer of the script, the producer of the film, they say, oh yeah, they can write shaka shaka, shoko shoko, and then say shaka shaka, shoko shoko, shaka shaka, shoko shoko, shaka shaka, shoko shoko. That is not the Holy Spirit. So I'm talking about praying in the Spirit. There is no way you pray in the Spirit that you will not touch some dimensions in the realm of the Spirit. There is no way you pray in the Spirit that something will not change or move around you. All the apostles were there. Peter was there. All of them. Now, 
You can speak the tongues of men. You can speak the tongues of angels. That day, apparently, they spoke the tongues of men because the people, the visitors in Jerusalem who had come to Jerusalem for the Pentecost feast were on the streets. These apostles were in the building. And these visitors who came from different countries could hear these 120 people speaking their own native languages. It's like me going to India and to get the shocker of my life, I see Indians praying and they are praising God and magnifying God in pure, clean Yoruba language. And these are people who have never been to Nigeria and they've never been taught by a Nigerian professor. They're complete Indians. They themselves don't know what they are singing. They only know they are speaking in tongues. Ah, Oloru Totobi, Oloru Aladbara. And they're not saying, oh, Oloru Totobi, Oloru Aladbara, Oloru Ayeraye, oh, oh, you, Oloru, Oloru. Mm. They are saying, Oloru Aladbara, Oloru Totobi. No, don't go to India. Let's say you go to England. These are British people. Very conservative. They don't even lift their hands when they are praying. They don't even like to move their mouth. It's just... Not only that, your Igbo friend that went with you to the UK to that meeting also heard some other people speaking, worshiping God in Igbo, thanking him. Hey, uh, you know. And they're sending like the Igbo people, like you know, Yoruba will say Agunde Jemba one. The Igbo will say Agunde Jemba one. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And your Ausa friend can hear them say, Obangiji, Obanguji, Nagode. These are white British people. Now don't tell me that won't catch your attention. It will. My language that was what happened on the day of Pentecost but beyond just the language I know my time is up and I need to stop I wanted to see a change that happened in their lives and I'm, I'm gonna use just one example Peter and then we we'll, we'll close the service to let you know that when you begin to pray in the spirit something will change in your life in fact what the Holy Spirit told me this morning is Praying in the spirit will take the limits of your spiritual reach. Where you can get to in the realm of the spirit. There is no telling what you can touch. God, God bless you. Go back to your seat. Luke 22 and verse 31. Let me show you a picture of Peter. Jesus said to him, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Verse, the next verse. He said, but I prayed for you so that when you are converted, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, he said, then strengthen your brethren. In that same chapter, after Jesus said that, you know, Peter was a very garrulous guy. 
He was always talking. Sorry, St. Peter, when we get to heaven. Um, uh, let me apologize now before we get there. <laughs> now, he was always talking. Peter said, ah, sir, anywhere you go, I will go. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, before the cock crows today, you deny me three times. I'm sure Peter was like, lie, lie. Anywhere you die, we die there. We die together. We die there. We die there. All right. This was Peter before the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was with him, but had not yet come upon him. The same chapter. I want to show you how he denied Christ. Go to verse Verse 60, verse 50, 56. But a certain, a certain maid, yeah, beheld him as he sat by the fire. That's Peter sitting by the fire. And earnestly looked upon him. And said, this man was also with him. You know the meaning of earnestly looked upon him? You know when you look at someone? He's also one of them. Peter said, eh, I don't know him. One. Go on. Go on. And verse 58 now. He said, Woman, I know him not. Verse 58. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also one of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. The first one was, Woman, I don't know him. Next one, Man, I am not. Next one. And about the space of one hour after. Another confidently affirmed, saying, Ah, ah, of a truth, this fellow was also with him, for he's a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I don't even know what you're saying. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. <laughs> verse 62, verse 61. And the Lord turned. Jesus was in that hall. They were persecuting him. They were trying him. And the Lord turned to look at Peter. And, and he looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. The Lord said it. The Lord said it. Now it has happened. The Lord said it. He said it. He said it. He said it. That was Peter pre-Holy Ghost baptism. Are you with me, church? Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Ghost fully came upon them, and they all were speaking in tongues, and the people were wondering, are they drunk? This is 9 a.m. If you want to get drunk, you get drunk in the evening. Don't you have a job? Peter spoke up out of the 120. The same timorous Peter who ran away from a, a damsel, from a young lady. The lady didn't carry a gun, no. She just said, you're one of them. Hey, I don't know him. In fact, in one, one of the, uh, I think Matthew's account or um, um, Mark's account, Peter actually swore. Shape He swore. If I've ever seen him in my life, if I've ever made it. Peter that followed him around. But when on the day of Pentecost the Holy Ghost came upon them, Peter preached a message. Can you give me verse 31? Quickly. He preached so powerfully 
that the Bible says that they were pricked in their heart. Um, verse 37, sorry, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they heard the preaching of Peter. They were pricked in their heart. They were struck in their heart. Those words were piercing. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And he told them what to do. And on that day, 3,000 souls were saved and added to the church. Can you believe that? The same Peter that could not preach to a girl. The girl did not carry a gun. She just said, you're one of them. And Peter said, lady, I've never in my life met him before. Pre-Holy Spirit. Pre-baptism. When he came, it was Peter that spoke for the 120 and preached Jesus. He told them the same Jesus that you crucified. God the Father raised him up and has given him a name that is above every other name. And preached like house of fire. Because the Holy Ghost was upon him. And he had prayed in the Spirit. I'm talking about the power of praying in the Spirit. See, as a student, how does that apply to you? The same presentations you've been making and they say your presentations are always dull. In fact, when you're making a presentation, we, want to, we fall asleep. Change that. Wake up early. Pray in the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit, put the Lord before you. That's how to guard against your mind wandering. Psalm 16 and verse 8. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So this is how I pray in the Spirit. Lord, I set you before me. So I'm praying like God is right in front of me. In fact, like God is seated on the throne. And usually when I want to pray, I start my prayer life by going on my knees. I go on my knees to start. I might end up walking, pacing up and down, depending. I might end up right there. But I usually just want to go on my knees so I can cut off all distractions. And please, switch off your mobile phone or throw it away. Let it be far from you. The mobile phone has a way of distracting you and disconnecting you. You say, ah, no, I'm still praying now. I know, ah, I'm still in charge. No, 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 you're distracted. Give God your undivided attention. When you do that and set the Lord before you, do that one hour before you go to school and make the next presentation. Get a feedback after your presentation. It will always be good. The Holy Spirit, when it comes on you and you pray in the Spirit like you should, changes you. It came upon Peter. Peter was enabled among, alongside other uh, apostles to pray in the Spirit and that changed his speech, changed his preaching. Peter that could not convince one lady is now convincing 3,000 men without a microphone. You can't put 3,000 people in this hall. If you pack this hall full and my mic goes off, I will have to stress myself to project for people at the back to hear me. It was not even a hall. They were on the street. How did he preach? And 3,000 from around the world gave their hearts to Jesus because he was anointed. Somebody say he was anointed. This same Peter, 
didn't stop there. If you go to Acts of the Apostles chapter 5, chapter 5 and I think verse 19, that's where I'm going to stop. Let's look at what happened through the same Peter. You know we're coming from Luke 22. Timorous Peter, now on the day of Pentecost and he got baptized, Acts chapter 2. Now we go to Acts chapter 5 as the ministry increased. Um, let's take it from verse 12. From verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the church. So soul winning was an ongoing thing because the Holy Ghost had come upon them and they were praying in the spirit. Every believer in this church, every member of this church who encounters the Holy Ghost should be a soul winner. What Christianity are we practicing if we are not winning souls? Verse 15. Okay, verse 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes. Both of men and women. So God is not against multitudes coming to church. Can I have an amen? So let me begin to bust our spiritual, our religious bubbles. Well, let's just be small so that the presence of God can be with us. Hey, God is not averse to your church growing numerically. But it's not going to come down to do evangelism for you. You and I will have to put on the gospel the, the shoes in preparation for the gospel and reach out to the world with the sword of the spirit carrying the shield of faith the helmet of salvation the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of righteousness both the righteousness that is imputed to you at the new birth and the one that you walk in as a believer the world expects you to be different whether you like it or not Unbelievers expect us to be different. So when you go to them looking like them, you can never win them because they know, look, there's no difference between us. When you put on all of that, then begin to win souls to the kingdom. Invite your friends to church. Go after souls. Get them saved. Let them make heaven. Heaven also will make you smile. The next verse. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets. And laid them on beds and couches. That at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem. Bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. How many of them were healed? Come on talk to me church. How many of them were healed? Every one of them. All of them. Do you understand what the Bible says? What we just read now. About them bringing sick folks out on the streets. Not even for Peter to touch them. But that the shadow of Peter. The shadow of Peter. Could go over them. And they will be healed. It was not the shadow of Peter. That was healing them. This is where we close. So what the Bible is saying is this. I'm standing here and I can see my shadow over there. Everyone 
that came within this radius of my shadow, whether here or here, there was a spiritual force like an electromagnetic field around Peter that anyone who came that close to him would be healed. So it wasn't just Peter laying hands. Now, your shadow does not heal anybody. So it wasn't the shadow of Peter that healed them. But there was a field of anointing around him. Men have seen that before. When people have spent time in the presence of God, when they come out of that presence, they are not the same. They carry around them an aura. All of us should carry that aura around us. All of us. That's why I said desire. We need to step up to spiritual things. Peter did not have to lay hands only. If he laid hands, they got healed. But because there was a multitude, how many would he lay hands on? Just Peter walking by. Walking by. And as many as were within this point, and this point where his shadow was and then this point and this point where his shadow could also fall as he was walking on the street they got here they were getting up from their sick bed wow oh that we carry that kind of field around us oh that we carry that kind of field around us it's a spiritual force it is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost was sitting on Peter. Someone else was sitting on him. It wasn't just Peter. Someone else was sitting on him. The Holy Spirit. So it wasn't just Peter was an ordinary man. But he had received the Holy Spirit. Sat on him. Turned him to another man. Remember 1 Samuel 10, 6. When, when Saul was anointed, he was turned into another man. Look, this wasn't just reserved for the apostles. It's for all of us today. Such that you can go somewhere and minister. And the power of God will be everywhere, touching the people, reaching out to them, even miles from you. There was a woman, now, we said that's the Bible. Maria would whatever. Go and read about her. Maria Woodworth, Ether. Go and read about her. Have you heard of Catherine Kuhlman? Go and read about Catherine Kuhlman. Especially you ladies. In the days in which we live, your life is not meant for Instagram and crazy videos. Showing what you're not supposed to show. You think Jesus is happy to see that? Was that the sacrifice he paid for? He's going to build his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. Mark, Catherine Kuhlman didn't have two heads. She ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit. So much that somebody said, when you see Catherine Kuhlman, you even think you have seen the Holy Spirit. She had this particular dress that she, her style, that she used to wear. This place would be so free. So when she's talking, the, place, the thing is moving like wings. Some women started sewing their clothes like that. They wanted to copy Catherine Kuma. No, it's not about the clothes. You can wear her clothes, even her own clothes, and you feel nothing. Go to your secret place. Encounter the Holy Spirit. Set the Lord before you. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. 
pray in the spirit pray in the spirit it will change you you will be turned to another man and they will say it's not the same grace we knew you have changed because the holy ghost has changed you it will sit on you in malachi 3 verses 1 to 3 the bible says it will come and it will sit upon the sons of levi and it will purify them it will sit like the refiner's fire thank you but to me abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appeareth? go on go on for it's like a refiner's fire and the fuller soap what does the refiner's fire do when you put gold raw gold or, or silver or, or diamond in the rough they have a lot of impurities when you put them in the fire it's not an easy process but when they come out of the fire everybody wants to get a little bit of it diamond is very expensive gold is very expensive but if you see gold in the raw form you will never like it it smells i have a friend who, who is into exploration they'll tell you some of these things really smell real bad if when you see it you won't know it is gold but let it go through the fire for how long are you going to remain raw gold for how long are you going to remain diamond in the rough god doesn't need you in the rough god wants you to go through the fire so he can use you for his glory for how long are you going to be wasting time opening your, your upper body your naked body on the internet what for maria woodworth ever will be in one place ministering people in kilometers kilometers around her within a certain radius will be feeling the power of god in their homes they were not in a meeting but she brought the meeting to their area and in their homes i have seen a bit of some of these manifestations and i thank god not to make myself bigger or to make you see me as a special person no i'm not that's what i'm saying you see i haven't used my own example but i'll give you one example we went to minister at the shop right what do you call it no at the mall the palms mall at ring road it was judah that year and the senior pastor said two of us were going to minister with him myself uh one of the pastor and then himself he gave us about 20 minutes each step out preach jesus make a call for salvation i was there preaching when it was my turn doing my thing people were walking up and down so i didn't get distracted i just focused on the assignment but by my training you dare not go to the altar or go anywhere to minister unprepared number one preparation is in the place of prayer bringing in the spirit so i went all prayed up i did my assignment after the meeting a brother came to me and said we got a convert said the man said he was in the mall when he was hearing my voice he came out and was going to his car but something said to him no you can't go it was more like i don't know how what what to use to describe it he was just transfixed and somehow he came back and joined the crowd i didn't see him i didn't notice him i was just doing my own preaching he was far away from me but he could hear the voice he said look i need to hear more and he joined the crowd and he gave his life one of our counselors our counselors were spread in the crowd so you wouldn't even know they were from stone church they were spread in the crowd he was one of them that took his number took his name and led him to christ after i finished praying the holy spirit wants to do much more those of you who are students much more in your hostel it can be during your prayer time 
you're praying early in the morning and somebody in another room on another floor can hear your voice from their bed and the same anointing falls on them the spirit of prayer can come upon them they can even receive their healing and they will come and locate you somehow and find you and say sister thank God for using you for me I say when I've never met you before oh you might not know but you've blessed me God wants us to be a blessing that's why he wants to put the spirit on us having poured the spirit on us we have a role to do to play and that is to pray in the spirit not just to speak empty tongues your mind is in Dubai and your tongue is in church shaka 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 ah Dubai oh God pastor finish quickly shaka shaka no doesn't make an impact please from today let's change so that God can use us can I have an amen so many other examples what about Paul handkerchiefs were taken from the body of Paul aprons were taken from the body of Paul taken to people that were demon possessed and the demons left them diseases left them Paul didn't have to go to lay hands on them just laying his hands on handkerchief and praying as a point of contact when will we ever get to that level have we thought about it stand on your feet everybody thank you Holy Spirit take home with you this point today when the Holy Spirit comes on you it changes you it changes you I want to be changed even me I want to be changed I don't I don't I don't want this level anymore I want a higher level in the things of the Spirit and I'm sent only to those who are hungry this morning to those who are not hungry to stir the hunger in you God I want to move to the next level with you I want you to use me at a higher dimension I want my life to be useful life is not just about making money people life is, a, is about making impact making meaning not making money making meaning Shandala I will speak more along these lines in the second service. Lord, we thank you for the grace you have released upon us this morning and how far you have helped us. Thank you. We are so very grateful. Help us, Lord. Help us to be hungry for you. Hungry for you. Everybody pray. Say to God, Lord, I want the gift of hunger. I want to be hungry for more of you. I want more. I want more. More than the ordinary, more than the mundane. I want more of you. Please open your mouth and pray. Everybody, we're closing the service now. We're going to have discipleship class. More of you. 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 I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more I want more Peter Paul the other disciples they didn't have two heads they were men of like passion use me for your glory I want more I've been said that now pray in the spirit Kelemonosu pray Kelabadandorobosia 
I don't want to live an ordinary life. I don't want to die ordinary. Lord help me. Use my life. I want more of you. Give me the gift of hunger. Help me to be hungry for more. Hungry for more. Hungry for more. I covet the best gifts. I covet spiritual gifts. Discerning of spirit. Word of knowledge. What of wisdom, the gift of faith, special faith, working on miracles, healing, diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues. I want to prophesy. Lekanda bahaya, kelebo sukapatakataya. I want the sick to be healed around me. As I lay my hands on the sick, I want them to recover, not to die. Shakata yalaba sakata. Malabo suprekete lebosi. I don't want to be ordinary. I don't want to be ordinary anymore. I don't want to be ordinary anymore. I don't want to be among the statistics. I don't want to be ordinary anymore. Use me. Use me. Yay. Kanda laba sakata. I want the Holy Spirit to help even in my academics. Even in my place of work, even in my business, let it be evident that the Holy Ghost is on me. Let it be evident. Let it be evident. Let it be evident in my career. Let him be evident in my presentations. Let him be evident in my proposals. Let it be evident as I'm in the theater carrying out operations as a doctor. Let it be evident. As I'm in the courtroom as a lawyer in my litigation let him be evident let me speak with power let me pray with power you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you consume my heart change me transform me into another man manda kayalabasakata let me be able to speak boldly pray boldly address people boldly face life boldly win souls boldly heal the sick boldly mayalabasakata mambrokotoliyalabahai Sing it across the church. Yes,
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's be quiet before.